0: Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 436 of the Juice Box Podcast. On the show today, 18-year-old Meredith will tell us what it's like to be diagnosed at 12 years old. Well, just before I started doing this, I watched a video of Arden unboxing her Omnipod Uh, as it came in the mail for the very first time in 2009. And uh, now I'm all, like, squishy inside, and I can't think. So uh, this is Meredith. She's cool. She's 18. She was diagnosed when she was 12. Please don't forget while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. And also, I'd like to suggest not watching videos of your... Jeez, look at me. Uh, Don't watch videos of your five-year-old getting excited about an insulin pump, because it'll make you weird inside. Listen, I'm not a fan of giving away something that's going to happen on the episode, but just trust me, Meredith is going to talk about her endocrinologist, and um, she, let's just say young people really are honest, and leave it at that. Uh, What else? Oh, uh, check the podcast out on Instagram at juiceboxpodcast, on Facebook at Bold With Insulin, and the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Learn more right now at dexcom.com. Ford slash Juicebox. And guess what? This Sunday, there'll be a football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And at some point during that football game, there's going to be a commercial with a Type 1 you might know. His name is Nick Jonas. And he's going to be showing you his Dexcom G6. It's a pretty cool little spot. I've actually seen it already. And if you'd like to see it, it's available right now at juiceboxpodcast.com. You scroll up to the top, you'll see Dexcom Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the S-B word, but big game ad. You can watch it now. I also have behind-the-scenes images and video of the day that they made the commercial. So, you know, if there's any people out there that want pictures of Nick Jonas, they're at juiceboxpodcast.com. Might be a couple of you. Um, And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, the Omnipod. The Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. You get a free, no-obligation demo of the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump sent to your home right now. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash They'll send you that non-functioning pod. You can try it on and wear it and see what you think. And no episode would be complete without mentioning Touched by Type 1. Touchedbytype1.org is where you're going to go. But right now, there's another reason to go there besides the fact that it's just a really great place. That reason is if you go to Programs and click on Upcoming Events, you'll see that on February 26th, there's going to be a Bold with Insulin live talk hosted by some guy named Scott at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can register there. It's absolutely free. I think there's already like 120 people registered, but I think it caps out at 300. So get going. Touchedbytype1.org. Now that all that's covered, let's hear from Meredith.
1: My name is Meredith. I have type 1 diabetes. I was diagnosed um, a couple weeks before my 12th birthday, and I'm 18 now, so I've had diabetes for almost seven years.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, Was there any type 1 in your family?
1: There was absolutely no type 1 in my family. My mom's father had type 2, I believe. Um, but no, um, no history of type one.
0: Okay. How about other endocrine issues? People have hypothyroidism or celiac or anything like that?
1: No. So it's interesting. Actually, my mom and my dad, when they got married, they had, they always had, um, trouble getting pregnant. They had a, they were pregnant before me and they lost the baby and they could not get pregnant again so they had an egg donor which is where i came from oh and so we don't so i can't actually say that i there's no type 1 history cuz you don't know yeah exactly
0: you're sort of like pseudo adopted almost because the the <laughs> egg the egg came from somewhere else right
1: yes uh. yeah
0: it's like your dad had a uh, toured relationship with someone else's egg and your mom <laughs> brought you into the world. I love it. That's excellent. Okay. Uh, okay. So we don't know that for certain. And, uh, and so you're kind of the first of your, uh, the first of your kind, honestly. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Uh, 12 years old, probably a great time to get type one diabetes, right?
1: You know, I think, you know, listening to the other other people on the show talk about their experiences. I have felt very. I'm. I've come to feel very fortunate for the timing of my diagnosis. How so? Because I was. I was old enough to. I was old enough to understand what I had to do. I was able to uh, do self injections and. Understand that I had to do this. I didn't necessarily understand why or why this was happening or what it meant. Um, but but I knew what I that I had to do it.
0: Well, that's interesting. How much do you remember about that time? Like, if I asked you a question, do you think you'd have good recollection about it?
1: I I don't know. It's pretty. It's kind of it's kind of fuzzy because it was a while ago.
0: Well, I'm going to try, and then we'll see what happens, okay? Okay. So it's, it, you said something that made me consider that when you're explaining something to a child, there's function and reason, right? And mm-hmm. that they can understand the function, but maybe the reason would be difficult to completely grasp. grasp. So you yeah. you're aware, like you understood that your pancreas didn't work, right?
1: Kind of, kind
0: of. I think <laughs> it's interesting because I'm telling you, I don't think most kids understand exactly what's happening to them. I think they, yeah. I think they get the part where it's, hey, we went to the doctor, right? Yeah. So something mm-hmm. was wrong, and then the doctor said to take these shots when I ate because if I don't, my blood sugar gets high and I don't feel good. Like I mm-hmm. think that that ends up being, you know, maybe what happens. I, I'll tell you, it'd be interesting to grab a couple of kids and have them tell everybody like what diabetes yeah. is. Cause some of them might just be like, I mean, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The doctor told my mom, my mom cried. And now we do this. <laughs> you know?
1: It was funny when I was, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't funny, but when I was diagnosed, it was, I had the, the common symptoms. I was extremely thirsty. I had lost a little bit of weight. Um, and so I told my parents one night at dinner and I said, Hey guys, this is, this has been happening. Seems kind of weird, probably nothing. But my dad went on his computer, looked it up. And it said, he said, Oh, this looks like it could be juvenile diabetes. We should probably get it checked out. And we're like, "Uh, I guess, okay, probably nothing, but sure. So that night, we went to the my pediatrics here. And they checked my sugar and it just said, hi. So it was like probably over 600 or something, yeah. 600, 700. Um, and this was, this was, I think it was a Sunday night because it was the night before we were supposed to go on my sixth grade camping trip. Our school does a, a whole sixth grade camping trip for a whole week. And I was so pumped to go on this camping trip with all my friends for a week. And we told the doctor and we asked, my mom asked if I could still go. And she said, the doctor said, um, no. She said, I'm going to send you home tonight, pack some clothes. And then first thing in the morning, go to the hospital. And I remember at that point I started crying.
0: Because of and the camping?
1: I don't, I don't I don't know. Probably the I camping. I think it was yeah, it was probably mostly because of the camping. <laughs> <laughs> but it I remember realizing that this was I knew that it was something that I was always gonna have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I just didn't really know what it was.
0: Well, it sounds too like that idea of like look you're going to go home and gather some clothing up and then go back to the hospital sounds pretty serious you know yeah Um, yeah. obviously because it is but yeah i'm just trying to imagine being 12 and thinking i'm going camping with friends and then you know my school and then learning that this is what's going to happen instead um yeah yeah, that sucks did you ever get to go camping
1: um not not with my sixth grade class and still
0: they went without you
1: they did go without me. <laughs> well, it was the it was the whole school. I mean, yeah, the whole sixth grade waited. class.
0: They could have waited a couple of days. Don't you think? Where uh, about? Where in the country are you? Just loosely.
1: So I'm. Uh, I'm near Washington DC.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. No, they could have waited. They could just, <laughs> just went home and waited for Meredith to come back from the hospital. Although you probably were you would you have been in any shape to go away afterwards? Or so I guess my question really is is that how specifically do you under did you understand diabetes then versus how you understand it now
1: oh gosh completely different completely different you said gosh um, yeah. is, that's
0: very nice Martha, that you said oh gosh it was lovely yeah. no seriously like you just made me swung <laughs> up i was like look it by uh-huh. the way you're like you're like to me you're like five years old you understand that right like I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in this weird space right now. I'm like, don't say anything stupid. Don't be like inappropriate. Meredith is like basically a child. Um, <laughs> and then you said, gosh, and now I feel all like, I don't know. It just made me feel good. I was like, look, at there's some joy in the world and it's coming through Meredith. Uh, no. So what was your understanding of type one, like in the beginning? And how did you manage
1: um, Well, I guess I just knew that I had to check blood sugars Give insulin because my body didn't make any myself. <laughs> Keep
0: talking. I'm gonna. I'm joking. Oh my god. I'm choking to death. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. Is everything okay? I mean. Hold on a second, but probably. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> now I'm laughing and choking. Give me a second. Oh wow. <sighs> Literally never happened before. Give me just one more minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Wow. My eyes are tearing. Hold on a second. I took a drink, and I don't know how to describe to you that my tongue did not do any of the things it was supposed to do. <laughs> so the, the liquid just, like, crashed into the back of my throat. Oh. For, for a second, I thought, I'm going to be okay. And then I wasn't. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. My eyes teared up. And and I thought I thought wow is this how I'm going to die like with Meredith like trying to figure out where in the country <laughs> I live calling nine one one on her cell phone like I'm recording a podcast with a guy and I think he's dying I don't know where he's at <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry hold on one second <clears throat> wow wow
1: yeah take your take your time I'm, over
0: there I'm leaving that all in that's hilarious. um <laughs> So sorry. Okay, anyway, you were 12 and you what was your understanding of diabetes? Oh my god. I'm gonna move that drink a little farther away from me so I don't touch it again. Yeah. Wow. Has that ever happened to you?
1: Um, certainly goes <laughs> down the wrong pipe every now and then. Is
0: that yeah, I don't think that's a technical term, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's what just happened to me, too. I think that what that might be iced tea in my lungs right now. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh.
0: Wouldn't it be funny if I drown? Oh, <laughs> I mean, funny in gen- like you know, like n- not From not, not tea? yeah, not personally. Like you know, like my family would be sad and everything, and I'm probably theoretically. Would- yeah, you know what? Good point. You think maybe they'd just be like, "Wow, there's so much more free space in this house now that that guy and his <laughs> stuff is gone." You know? <clears> oh. <throat> okay, I think I'm okay. So you're 12 years old. They give you needles, a pump. What'd you get?
1: Um. So. First off, they we just did we did uh, injections. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me to have a pump yet, but it was uh, it was the pens, like the Humalog pens and the the Lantus pens, not a not syringes, which was nice. Um, and yeah, they just said taught me everything I had to know in those couple days there at the hospital, and I knew going home okay. <laughs>
0: I have two. Meredith, I'm sorry. Oh, it's I'm, like, I'm like, gonna, I can't believe this. All right, we're gonna get off. This question might be making me cough, but I need one good cleansing cough. So give me a half a second. Here. Yes, yes. <coughs> wow, mm. this could be corona. Maybe. Hold on a second. Oh gosh. <coughs> I think a little iced tea just came out of my ear. Is that possible? Is everything connected like that? <laughs> it's not. I guess it is, right? Ears, eyes, nose, throat. Why else would they do that? All right. <coughs> Hold on a second. I'm literally going to stop the recording for a second. Yes. I, really. I turned the recording back on. Meredith is okay. now like, I'm never getting old if this is what happens, because <clears throat> the guy can't seem to drink anything. It's really weird. It really is the first time. I swear to you, I don't know exactly. This might be like my 400th recording. Nothing mm-hmm. like that's ever happened before, and every time I sort of take a deep breath, I'm like, "Oh my god, am I going to cough again? <clears throat> I really do think I'm drowning. I probably need CPR. I wish there was like a lifeguard here. Are you? Just yes, life... in case, have you ever been a lifeguard?
1: I have not. I have not been a lifeguard. No, oh,
0: I was thinking maybe you could talk me through my own CPR if that if it came to that at any point.
1: I do know CPR. Seriously? mm mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> I'm actually. I took a nursing class gen- senior year of high school. Yeah. Well,
0: all right. If that comes in handy, I let me describe the things I have to, in the room that I can work with. I have a desk, <laughs> a chair, and a <laughs> sofa in case you need to direct me to one of the things. All right. Um, all right. So you're managing with pens when you're 12. Um, yes. Dexcom, CGM, anything like that?
1: Um, the first – so the first six months, no tech – no advanced technology, just, just my glucose meter and the pens. Okay. But I knew that I wanted to get the Omnipod, but they said, you need to wait six months at least just so you get the hang of things. And I thought, okay, whatever. Yeah. So we waited six months, um, and I thought, wow, three months in, I really have the hang of this, but – okay <laughs> I've
0: got it now do I need to do it again um, yeah please and so you just kind of persevered with the six months you didn't press them at all
1: no we didn't
0: okay um yeah. all right so six months later do you go right to an to the pump was it like what was the draw to the pump for you
1: I really wanted the omnipod because um I knew it so when I was younger when I was first diagnosed I was still... I guess I was kind of, this sounds bad, but I was kind of ashamed of it and I felt well, embarrassed. I,
0: I get, I, that doesn't sound bad. I yeah. mean, yeah, if, yeah, I understand how you feel, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just don't feel bad, please.
1: <laughs> well, don't anymore. Don't
0: worry. <laughs> did you actually feel bad or do you just think it sounds bad? Like at well, the time, were you like, I'm ashamed. I shouldn't feel ashamed.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to keep my diabetes as hidden as I could from people. And so with the Omnipod, I could just like, as you know, I could just wear it under my clothing and be done with it. But um, and I, think I, I think at that point, I also got the, the um, Libre glucose monitor.
0: Five years ago? Is it not around five years ago? I'm trying to wonder like that. But, but I my first thought was, is, isn't it interesting that the Omnipod really is the only pump where it can address a need of or desire, I guess, of being private or not? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you could wear it, you know, out where people can see it or hide it. And it, it really does help you in either way. Well, listen, if the Omnipod is going to get brought up like that, right as the ads are supposed to go in, where else am I supposed to put the ad for the Omnipod? This place makes sense. So if you want to get a free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump, all you need to do is go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. There you'll fill in a tiny bit of information about yourself. And the next thing you know, right there in your mailbox will be an Omnipod demo. It's non-functioning, so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. But you can just wear it and see what you think. Take your time. Take a bath. Go for a walk. Do a jumping jack. Crawl under your bed. Get a dust bunny. Do all the things you do. But do it with the Omnipod on. See what you think. If you like it, you get back with Omnipod and say, hey, yo, I'm going to keep going. And they're like, "Ray, right on. And if you don't want to, it's no big deal. It's no pressure. No obligation. MyOmnipod.com forward slash box. Check out the insulin pump that Arden has been wearing, as we heard at the beginning of the episode, since 2009. She's had an Omnipod on every day since 2009. It's amazing. Just been such a a wonderful addition to Arden's life with type one diabetes. We just switched her pod this afternoon. Took like, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty good at it. And so is Arden. So, I mean, three minutes to change the thing, top to bottom, right back to life. While you're out there looking around for ways to improve your diabetes situation, check out the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Dexcom.com forward slash And if you want to get a look at that Nick Jonas fellow wearing the Dexcom, don't forget that big football game this Sunday between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers because you're going to see good old Nicky boy on there. You're actually going to see a couple of other people in the ad. One of them is a person named Brianna. Brianna Brianna's an actress and a singer. She was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in 2018 at the age of 18. She's been on television shows like Seal Team, Criminal Minds, and uh, coming up soon, she'll be right here on the Juicebox Podcast. So if you want to see that Dexcom ad, like I said, it's right there at juiceboxpodcast.com right now. You can actually see the ad and click right through and check out more about the Dexcom or you can watch it during that football game this Sunday. One way or the other, head over to Dexcom.com forward slash juice to learn about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. No more finger sticks. See your blood sugars in real time. Share them with up to 10 loved ones. The app works with Android and iPhone. There is very little about this that you shouldn't be excited about. Last but not least, TouchedByType1.org. Go there, then click Programs, then go to Upcoming Events, and you can come see me give my Bold with Insulin talk February 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You have to register now. It's 100% free. This is, you know, the kind of stuff that Touched by Type 1 does for people that it supports. And uh, I just thought it would be nice to uh, support them a little more myself. So hopefully I'll see you there. Otherwise, if you're tired of my stuff, you know, and you're like, oh, Scott, I can't take any more of you. I understand. Check out Touched by Type 1 on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, at touchedbytype1.org. There are links to all of the sponsors right there in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you can't remember how to type in all the words that I've just told you. I'm going to find out when the Libre came out while you're talking, but... Okay. Go ahead.
1: Maybe... I remember... I, I don't know exactly when I got the Libre, but I ha- I got the Libre and was using it with the Omnipod for a while. Okay. Um, oh, so the time then, is not important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the Omnipod. It was awesome. And I had that for... So then I had the, the Omnipod for the next six years. And... I am, so last winter, I thought I would like to, I just kind of wanted to switch things up. Okay. I wanted a a new pump and I just finished my senior year of high school. I'm going off to college this fall and I knew that I wanted a new pump and I wanted time to learn how to use it and get completely adjusted to it before I go to school. Right. And so about (coughs) six months ago, seven months ago, I got the T-Slim.
0: Now you changed for a reason or would you call this just sort of a, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to be reductive about your age, but is it just sort of a youthful, like, let's try something different now? Or was it like, I have a real reason I want to change?
1: I think, I think I was just kind of, I was at a point with my diabetes where I was just getting I was just getting tired of just tired of doing the daily things with it and I I guess I thought maybe I thought a new pump would kind of
0: just refresh the situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Did it work? Are you refreshed?
1: I am very refreshed. I love it. Cool. I really like it.
0: Good for you. That's excellent.
1: Yeah. So since I got the T slim, I've also been using the the uh, Dexcom G six.
0: Nice. Are you using Control IQ?
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Nice. So it's is that's the full algorithm, right? Like it's shutting off basal if you're getting low and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. How's that going for you?
1: It's going pretty. It's going pretty well. I think it's really cool.
0: Where's it keeping before, your A1C?
1: So before I've been listening to the podcast for maybe nine months. Okay. Um maybe maybe six months. Maybe nine. But um before the podcast, my blood sugar or my A1Cs were consistently in the eights. Consistently low mid eights okay 8.5 or something and since i've been listening to the podcast my blood i mean my a1c's been between 5.9 and 6.0
0: wow congratulations yes yeah it's amazing can i take credit for that you sure can hey i did it It's me, the guy who can't drink iced tea, figured out how to make Meredith more healthy through the internet. Excellent. Good for me. I, there's something I'm good at again. Uh, yeah. Because really, this has been a low uh, first 20 minutes for me not being able to <laughs> breathe and drink at the same time. Um, well, no, I'm really glad. Can you tell me what about the podcast helped you?
1: Um, So it's, it was a funny story. The My endocrinologist actually recommended the podcast to me.
0: As it should and, be. Go ahead.
1: And... Uh, <laughs> I don't, she and I, I don't love her.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. I Why? Don't love her. Why?
1: I just, I just feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's a me problem, but I would prefer my endocrinologist to have type one or know somebody who has like a close family member, a relative that has, has type one. I just feel like, I want somebody who can relate to me.
0: Okay, so it's not that she smells weird or says offensive things or is just bad at her job. It's just you really would like you would you think it would be better if you sat in a room with a person who wasn't philosophizing about it but understood it.
1: I also feel like at times she can be very condescending.
0: Oh, it is about her a little bit. I got you. It is a little bit. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I'm super excited to Go to to school and find um, an adult endocrinologist because I've been stuck in pediatrics forever.
0: Interesting. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> was the if we can go down this road for a second, mm-hmm. the, the condescending. Oh my god! Hold on. Somebody's tea came back. <clears throat> the condescending nature of her tone is it tone or is it real word? Is it words? Is it like the? It's she-
1: it's not words. It's tone facial expressions too. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so has that been going on the entire time since you were younger or is it more recently?
1: Um
0: several just...
1: several years, gotcha. a few years. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you and her not going to be besties if this if things get sideways here with this corona. We have to head into the hills. You're not going with her. I understand that. Now, yep. but so she turns to you, do you, she tells you about the podcast out of like, what's your sense? Was it just like, oh, this girl's A one C's the eighth. It's never moving. I might as well tell her about this. Like, was this like a last ditch effort thing?
1: I think that's exactly why she told me. I think she she told me like, hey, have you considered, or you should listen to this podcast and me not loving her. I just said, yeah, okay, whatever. Didn't <laughs> listen to it at all. And then our next meeting she mentioned it again and she said I really think you should listen to it and I'm like okay fine whatever so I did and I thought wow this is amazing
0: I'm glad and let me say this you might not like her but I think she's terrific <laughs>
1: <laughs> because she recommended the podcast. Well, I
0: mean, I only have one thing to judge her on, but I mean, for what I have so far, she really is the best, uh, and she's never been condescending. I wonder. I wonder if she hears this because she's going to hear it, and I yes, wonder. I wonder if she thinks, huh? I don't think I'm condescending at all, or if she thinks, yeah, I am like that. I, that's so interesting. And by the way, if she's hearing this and you want to be on the podcast to tell me, please reach out. I would love to have you on to find out. Um,
1: <laughs> I think. I think she knows that I don't love going to see her interesting yeah
0: no it's super interesting i wonder and listen on a serious note like personalities and vibes that people give off you know it doesn't make her a bad person or you one like you know you could probably put her in a room with somebody different and they probably just think mm-hmm. she's terrific and you know vice versa you might get into a room with another doctor one day or a nurse practitioner or whatever and just be like this is more comfortable for me like who, yeah. know, who knows why yeah. people like, like I, dig each yeah. other or don't you know
1: yeah i completely respect her and Everything that she does for me, she's, I think she's a great doctor. It's just that she and I don't get along that great.
0: Yeah, no kidding. You're not going to a rave together anytime soon. I see what's going on. Although at a <laughs> rave, you might get along really well. Who knows? That's true. I'm Who not knows? saying anything about how you kids handle yourselves when you're out, <laughs> but hey, a lot of that stuff makes you happier. So, um, although we don't go out anywhere anymore, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. How, how, um, has anything about what you and I are going to talk about today changed? Because when I got your note, it was really just before COVID nineteen. And you yeah. were like, I have to tell you something, and I and like I don't want to ruin it here in the email and like and I'm going to school to be a nurse, right? Is that right? Is that your goal?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going into nursing school.
0: Okay. So what does that mean as an incoming freshman? Are you just sitting at home taking classes online right now?
1: So I'm actually going, I'm going to school. I'm going to school in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, they're still having all freshmen come to school if they want to. A lot of kids are choosing to stay home. Right. And about half my classes are in person, half are online. So hey, oh, I'm my, also yeah.
0: No, I was going to say, my son goes to college in Pennsylvania, and I'll bleep this out for you, but where are you going? Because his school's not coming back.
1: I'm going to, uh, you
0: know. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, like I said, I'll bleep that out for you. But yeah. I, uh, but yeah, but his school, they were like, we're going. It's coming. You're going to come back. It was all like exciting. And they were going to quarantine them for like two weeks in their dorm. I was like, how's yeah. that going to work? And then. And then they were going to take two classes virtually from their dorm and two classes in person. And I was like, that seems silly, but okay. And then, That's
1: pretty much what we're doing.
0: Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right before it was time to commit to coming back, they said, forget it. Just everybody stay home.
1: Wow. Is he at a smaller or a lighter school?
0: It's a smaller school. Mm-hmm. And there's probably twenty five or 2,600 students on campus. Oh, Total. wow. Total, yeah. So they just, I think they felt like they had restrictions in place for safety and they mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how to implement them all. I think partly, in a in a cost effective way and partly yeah. just in like they, they did like a, <clears throat> they did like a, an online meeting and they were describing having to like tent urinals. And oh, I was God. like, wait, what are we doing now? I was like, maybe not like, stop. If that's the. Yeah. I, I think they were going to the level of, I don't know, just mm-hmm. I, r- right out to the end, and I guess they decided they just couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. He's really disappointed, and
1: so know, he's staying home.
0: He's gonna basically go to college in his bedroom.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, they're they're not putting the price down. By the way, still costs the same. So of course, of yay course. for us. <laughs> Pay price. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, they said it's going to be much better than in the spring when corona hit. And I was like, yeah, better be. <laughs>
1: yeah, better be. Yeah,
0: yeah, no kidding. All right, so what's it like thinking about, well, I guess, no, no, let me go back for a second before I ask you that. You find the podcast, mm-hmm. eight and a half to where you're at now is a huge difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How's that impacted your, like how you feel, your health in general?
1: Um, Physically... I physically, I I feel not, no difference really before my, before my A1C was where it is now when it was back in the eights, Mm -hmm. I would feel, um, I would feel low around 90, 80. And I thought, gosh, I don't want to feel, I don't, I hate feeling low. So, so I would keep my blood sugar above 90 and 80. Right. Um, but then, and I told my endocrinologist, and she said, that's because it's just been high for so long.
0: She said, just- Meredith, you know why this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's because yeah. you don't
0: listen to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, that's what she was thinking, <laughs>
0: I'm just teasing her, but that's funny. <laughs> I am imagining her listening, being like, cut me a break here. Meanwhile, no one knows who you are. Chill out. Don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it take it as constructive criticism or just that, you know, you and Meredith don't vibe for some reason. Uh, but but so that's the only difference, really? Like, so you don't feel like more energetic or have you – your body was really accustomed to being higher, I guess.
1: I Yeah, I think it was. I mean – even though it was getting my A one C down was it was a pretty, pretty quick turnaround. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just didn't. I didn't really notice anything, any significant differences. I do feel mentally. I feel. I feel very happy and proud that I was able to do this myself.
0: Yeah, you should. and keep it here. Well, no, that's yeah. a great accomplishment, especially at your age and especially because it sounds like you did it like through a podcast, which is, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> feels like it's alone. You're doing it alone. You know, it's like you hear me say something. You still have to go figure out how to put it into practice if that's what you want to do. Although it's not like it's advice or anything like that. It's just me talking about how we do things here. But you understand. Um, <laughs> clarity. I hear pride, like mentally, like you feel Mm -hmm. prideful. Do do you have any more, like, is it easier to do homework or like, like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mesmerized that you don't feel any differently.
1: Yeah. You know, I just, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't really notice anything. I am putting in a lot more. I'm still putting in a lot of effort, Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it takes, it takes time out of my day, but completely worth it.
0: A hundred percent. How long until you didn't feel low at 80 and 90 after you started making the changes?
1: Um, I'd say maybe a week or so, week and a half.
0: How bad was it? Like now, like now correlated mm-hmm. to now, like that, that feeling comes at what number now?
1: Now that feeling feeling comes maybe uh once I get down once I go below seventy I'll start to feel start to feel a little low and that's like say, shakiness.
0: Right. And, yeah. And you would have felt like that prior at like ninety. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, right.
0: <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Okay, uh, so what are the changes you made? I mean is this just pre bolusing and what is this?
1: Yeah. Well so it's, it's funny when I was at at the endocrinologist for years I had no idea about the concept of pre I just just I just didn't didn't know that was a thing until mm-hmm. uh, a diabetes educator at the practice that I go to who I love she's awesome um, I feel she like told that's just me a she said,
0: at the doctor but go ahead <laughs> <laughs>
1: she said um, she suggested pre and said hey you should try doing this. She suggested 15 minutes, and this was a couple years ago. Okay. Um, and I thought, okay, I'll try doing 15, 20 minutes before I eat. So i do that, and it was it was better, but still not fantastic looking back. And then listening to people on the podcast, some people would say a half hour up to 40 minutes pre-bolusing. And so now I always try and pre-bolus. 30, 35 minutes and that's, that's the perfect timing for me. I just, just had to, had to practice and try. It
0: really can be different for different people. Yeah. just, you know, and, and, and and to be clearer too about different for different people, it's also different for different situations. Like if you're a person who runs like a heavier basal rate, just as the idea of like, look, I'm eating all day long, so I keep my basal heavier And, you know, if you're if you're that person running a heavy basal rate and then suddenly don't eat as much one day, you'll see that you're low and you can't stop it. Right. Like it just you keep getting low. So if you're a heavier basal rate person, it's possible that your pre boluses won't need as much time. If you're a person who's running real strictly in the 80s and 90s, it's possible that you you might think, oh, well, that must mean I would need less pre bolus time. It might not necessarily be true. Like, you might have just figured out a way with a very minimal amount of basal insulin to keep your blood sugar nice and stable. And maybe you're, I don't know, maybe you don't eat as carb-heavy of meals. So, you know, there's just, there's so many different right. perspectives and realities in there and things that could possibly happen that you do just have to figure it out for yourself. And mm-hmm. it's really cool that you did that. What is your parent, what are your parent? your parents still together and all that? Yeah. yeah. So what, what do they think my, of all this? And are you being kidnapped is- right now? <laughs> I mean no, I can't bitch about making noise As I've coughed into the microphone for half an hour But are you okay
1: Yes my mom's upstairs She's working from home now Right. Um, she so My mom has always been very involved She um, It's funny She She wants to be involved She cares So much about me and my diabetes But I, at the same time I'm, I'm an only child. So I've always felt like I've had, uh, I've always felt very independent, kind of had this mentality of, I can do this. I can do this myself. Um, and so like my mom tries to help, but it's not always the right thing. Like, um, like I'll tell her If she's making dinner, I'll say, hey, can you let me know when there's dinners, like when there's about a half hour until we're going to eat so I can pre-bowl us. And she says, sure, whatever. And then she just forgets. And then I ask her like, hey, when do you think dinner's going to be ready? She's like, oh, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Too late. Do you talk to her in a tone when this happens?
1: No, I just let it go.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: Um, and then my dad, on the other hand, he, he, um, he's never been super involved just, just because my mom and I are a lot closer than my dad and I, but, um, like, I don't think my dad would know how to change a pump at
0: all. Okay.
1: My mom, probably it would take her a little while, but she, she'd be able to do it. Um.
0: Well, you know what? Let me just say for a second. I think this is interesting because you're describing them as being very interested and wanting to help and everything. And I think there's a difference between wanting to and knowing how to. And and feeling the importance of like the timing thing is a good example around meals. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you lived these first six or seven years not really thinking about this, Mm -hmm. and like you said, you didn't, you know, your A1C was higher, but other than that, it doesn't seem like you're your life was impacted in ways that it made it obvious to that you should be, you know, doing something differently Mm -hmm. Then your mom probably just is. I mean, I, if I got your mom on here right before you found the podcast and said, Hey, how does Meredith do with her blood sugars and her diabetes? I think she'd say she does great. Everything's fine. Don't you think so? Right.
1: She would, she would not so much anymore, but when I was at school, she would text me or text me when I got home from school and say, Hey, I was, how are your blood sugars today? And they'd be like between 150 and 220. And I'd say, they're fine. And she'd say, okay. And that's it. Mm It's as far as it would go.
0: But it's funny because when you, when, when I hear it from, from a different perspective, like to me, that sounds like, like she's okay with numbers that are, that are higher than, you know, she would want them to be. But did she even know that they shouldn't be that high?
1: No,
0: yeah. Gotcha. We
1: just, yeah. Huh? She would also just, just take my word, and just trust me that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and trying.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't like living here, Meredith. I wouldn't trust you at all. Just, you know, <laughs> I mean, like I would trust you in like the big sense of it. Like I love, you know, if you were my kid, I'd be like, oh, I love Meredith and I trust her. But uh, mm-hmm. on the on the on the micro, I'd just be like, no, nah, that's a kid right there. That thing's stupid, it don't know anything, and it's probably lying. (laughs) That's what I would think. So um, I was lying to my parents constantly when I was your age about everything. (laughs) Like things that just, there's a story I'm thinking of right now, Meredith, I can't tell you. But just trust me, I think when that naked girl ran out of my bedroom, my mom was really, really surprised is what I'm going to say, okay? And (laughs) so um, point is, kids, you know don't see things as as important as they may be um, or don't want the interaction, like, right, the the friction with their parents. Mm -hmm. And maybe, too, if you have this feeling, and you'll tell me that your mom's happy with how it's going, you don't want to be the one to tell her it's not going well either, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, you know? How bad does it suck being in that situation?
1: It's, I mean, I know that she... Because I, I know that she cares, and um, she she manages all of my medication and supplies. And I'll tell her like, "Hey, I'm running low on the cartridge, or we need to get more vials of insulin." And she'll she'll order them for me, and mm-hmm. which I really really appreciate. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm looking forward to leaving home and going to school. Just so I can do it all myself.
0: Good for you. That's excellent. Well, I think, too, it's a good example, if I diagnose your mom's situation a little bit, too, of, like, she's managing and controlling the things that she can control.
1: Yeah. And
0: that makes her feel good, and it should. You know, she's Mm -hmm. she's involved and she's helping. I'm sure there are plenty of kids whose parents are just like, I don't know, get this stuff, ask the doctor, you know, leave me out of this. Uh, you be surprised as you get older, Meredith, and you meet more and more people. There are there are many, many different levels of parental interest that adults take on. Some some people really just are like, "All right, look, you're alive, and I fed you, so you know,
1: yeah. leave
0: me alone." All the way up to people who are just up your butt constantly, and that's not good either. There's a middle in there somewhere. It sounds like your mom does a really good job with the things that she understands, and and there was stuff that she didn't understand that you didn't understand either that right. I saved you with, with the podcast. I see. So, <laughs> exactly. Right. Now, I'm getting, it. and by the way, I love having younger people on, cause you're so freaking honest while you're talking about this. I can sometimes <laughs> hear adults think like, you can hear it in their voice. They're like, oh, I don't want to say that about my husband. And I'm like, oh, I wish they would, but I'm not trying to get anybody divorced or anything. Uh, but you're, you know, you're just, this is great. Your generation is terrific. Um, <laughs> you, you're aware that what you said about your doctor is not great, and you don't care, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm okay if she listens to it.
0: I know. I love that about you guys. This is the best <laughs> generation ever. You guys are going to be probably um, either the ruination of the world or the saving of it. I can't. I, I'm going to try to stay alive long enough to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, one way or the other, uh, I, I think it's really cool how you're thinking about this. So, ooh, little light flicker here. Are you're in the path of the storm as well, aren't you?
1: Oh, yes, and it has been pouring here.
0: Yeah, I can't believe my life. If I go away, the power went out, just so you know. Um, oh, I just like saved the recording. I was like, ooh, let me double check that this is saved. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's really cool. And I, I think that attitude is going to help you with this. Now, keep in mind, too, that, that attitude that I just sort of described about, you know, younger people in this time. this You could make a different decision and ignore your diabetes, and that attitude would hurt you but mm-hmm. but it's helping you because you've decided to do something better. I'm I'm interested in what moved you in that direction. Where you like like if you didn't if you didn't feel poorly, why are you why did you want to do better?
1: So um I think I think so okay. I have been uh with uh I've been dating this boy for uh, about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has, the past six months, he has become incredibly involved with my diabetes. Um, And I was talking with my dad last night and I said that he, I think he knows how to manage it better than my mom does now at this point.
0: Um, and how did he learn that from you or did he listen to the podcast?
1: No, he, he knows that I listen to the podcast <laughs> after I listen to an episode, I'll describe it very vividly to him. Right. Poor thing. <laughs>
0: hey, I um, think this is a good podcast by the way. Uh, but I, I <laughs> but I get your point. Like you're, you're recounting. It really, when you stop and think about it, you're an 18 year old talking to her, her boyfriend about what a 49 year old guy is saying about type one diabetes on a podcast. He's probably like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is boring. What are we doing?" Uh, but it sounds like <laughs> no. It sounds like he's he's interested, huh? He, he
1: is interested in. Oh,
0: he likes you, he, Meredith.
1: Yeah, he um, we're going to different schools, but we are everything's everything's great, and um, I think. I think I, at at some point, I realized that if if I want to if when I'm older, if I want to have a family and travel and and do things and be healthy uh, with him, I need to get on top of this. I need to get on top of my diabetes now.
0: So this boy this boy made you realize that there's a future, and inside of that future, you may really want to be actively involved in making it better for everybody, not just yourself. Like, whatever your unit feels like, if it ends up being him and you, or another guy and you, or you and kids or whatever, like, yeah. you just want to do your best, right? Yeah. Wow. Geez. He must be really cute. <laughs>
1: He's the best.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. Where'd you meet him? Like, you know, not exactly.
1: We met at school. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: How far away uh, is he going to be when he's in college versus you?
1: So our schools are going to be about eight and a half hours apart.
0: That's pretty far.
1: That's pretty far.
0: Yeah. Is that by plane or car?
1: That is by car.
0: Oh, do you already have some wacky idea of how you're going to meet up on like weekends or something like that?
1: No. I mean, this semester, I don't think we'll even be able to leave campus.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Well, the video thing you got. So, you know, let's walk down a strange road for a second because you are in a different generation. Like you're comfortable seeing people through a screen, right? Yeah. Like that seems like a relationship. Like you understand to like somebody my age that doesn't feel like a relationship, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So you feel like you can keep it alive that way until you see each other in person.
1: Oh, I have, I have absolutely no doubt that
0: everything's going to be fine. Yeah. That's really lovely. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Huh. There's other questions I have. I'm thinking around them right now. Give me a second. Uh, Let's let's go to this for a second. So you're going to go, are you going to be uh, a nursing student?
1: Yeah, I'm going directly into the School of Nursing.
0: When did you make that decision?
1: So another story, um, when I was... I was 13, 13 through 14. I had, um, I had an eating disorder. Okay. And um, I was diagnosed. I had lost a lot of weight. um, And so ultimately I went into a hospital to, gain the weight back and just kind of go through rehab and get myself back on the right track. So I was, I was in this hospital for seven weeks. Um, and with about, there were about nine other patients there with me. We were on the, on the eating disorder floor and, um, obviously surrounded by, the same like the same six nurses were there throughout the every day okay and um they were like the other the few other people who were there and the other nurses were the only people that I talked to for those seven weeks Mm -hmm. and um towards the end of it and once I got out I realized wow I could not have done this I could not have recovered without the nurses i really don't think i could have gotcha and so that's when i thought huh, i i would really really love to just give back um all of the good that i have received from them
0: nice So you just try to, you're gonna try to do it for other people what they did for you
1: exactly hey yeah. two
0: things um one is silly but Um, say okay to my Instagram request before my, (laughs) before I fill up, I only, I have two slots open. I'm allowed So all the Mm -hmm. ones I've requested, whoever, the first two that request, I'm going to hit my limit again. Then I have to wait for more people to get kicked off of Instagram to follow more people. Uh, By the way, a lot of people get kicked off of Instagram. I don't understand why exactly. That's weird. Uh, uh, But, um, huh. So what precipitates your eating disorder? Were you limiting food so you wouldn't have to take insulin or was it something else?
1: I was, um,
0: Were you I limiting insulin to lose weight? What were you doing?
1: I was, I think it was, I don't know what precipitated the eating disorder. Mm-hmm. I think, I honestly think diabetes played a role in it just because it's so diabetes is so food centered Yeah, and food it certainly doesn't have to be, but unfortunately it can be food regulating and restricting. Um, Like people saying people who don't understand it would say, understand diabetes would say, Oh, you, you should not be eating that. Right. Or you, you can't have, you can't eat this or you shouldn't do that.
0: And that kind of gets in your head a little bit.
1: yeah, Yeah, I think so. Especially at, at a young age. I was 13. Um, Yeah. So unfortunately it just kind of blew out of proportion. And then at that point I was not, I was not really eating for a while. Um, And so I would, I would take less insulin than I, than I needed to, to avoid going low Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to have to eat if I was low.
0: Yeah. No, I hear And, you. So, and then, yeah, so, And then it just steamrolls you, and then before you know it, it's just a way of life, and you're just doing right. it, right? By the and way, this I, boy is very wh- cute. I would fall in love with him too. <laughs> there we go. Yes. All right. There Aww. you go. You are in love with him too, aren't you? I can see it in the pictures. I,
1: I am.
0: Yeah, he is too. You can tell. <laughs> Good for you. That's lovely. Cool. All right. So you got it all set up. You, you've. Um, is there maintenance for the eating disorder? Um, like. Like, is there things you have to do to avoid slipping back into it, or things you look for to kind of let you know, "Oh, I'm thinking um, like this again"? Or what? What's it like after you make yeah. your way through it?
1: You know, that was that was four. It's been four years now, mm-hmm. um, and I do notice thoughts, um, unhealthy thoughts, pop into my head yeah. on occasion. Um, and I just know that I have to, whenever that happens, I just kind of pause and I think, okay, this is, this is, a distorted thinking right now. Mm-hmm. And I just have to step away and just realize I cannot go back to this. Yeah. I can't. Hey,
0: yeah. can you give me an example of a thought that you recognize as not being valuable for you?
1: Um, like, hmm like say if one night i if i ate pizza this night and i had i ate a lot of pizza and saturday morning or the next the next morning i wake up and i think ugh i ate so much pizza last night i shouldn't eat today or i shouldn't eat this morning and i think well that has me eating pizza last night has absolutely no no uh, connection to today new day i need food obviously. Right. Yeah.
0: I got you. Okay. Um, Did you do that by yourself or is that something your family gets involved in when it's happening?
1: Oh, that's by myself.
0: Yeah. Well, so you end up at a, at a, at a center. Were you there for long?
1: Yeah. So I was, I was at the, I was in the, the hospital. I was in the hospital when I was 13, 14 for, I was in there for seven weeks. It mm-hmm. was some people. Some people were there twenty four hours a day, but I would I slept at home. So my parents would drive me there on their way to work. We I'd get there at seven in the morning, stay there, and then leave at eight in the evening. So I'd eat all eat all my meals there with everybody. A lot of counseling
0: and, and group work and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and we did we did group therapies and counseling there as well.
0: Gotcha. Well, congratulations. That sounds like a, a, a pretty you. big hill to climb at a young age. So, yeah, good for you. You're doing all right, aren't you? Things are going okay. <laughs> you gonna yeah. you um? You think you're gonna be all right with all the sciences and everything? Oh yes, you're good with that I, stuff.
1: Yeah, I am slightly. I'm um, only thing this this semester is uh, I have to take chemistry. I have a lab and lecture. I have a four-hour chemistry lab Monday mornings,
0: oh.
1: which yeah S- seems tough. Right. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: not too. I'm not too psyched about that. But I gotcha. It'll be okay.
0: Good for you. All right, I think you could do it. I mean, I think you could obviously do it. It's just it's it's will. You know what I mean? It's it's the yeah. desire, and it sounds like you have all that. Um, what do I want to know else? Do you, it, so? Wait, did you tell me the thing that? In the email, you said you weren't going to tell me in the email, or have we not gotten to that yet? Um, I do. You, do
1: you honestly remember? Yeah, I
0: kind of forget. Yeah, I, I
1: kind of forget exactly. It
0: was a long time ago, Mirth. Let's hold yeah. it a second. Let's see if I can figure it out. Hold on. Oh, but I feel I feel pretty good
1: about everything we talked about.
0: Good, good. I'm. Um, give me one second. I oh, I uh, I have a new advertiser coming on, and they just sent the contract over. That was nice. Fun. so a little good news in the morning. Hold on a second. Um. The adult stuff about the podcast is my least favorite stuff about having the podcast. It's like just I don't know. All right, hold on a second. You said I'm an 18-year-old student entering nursing school next year and type one diabetic. I've been listening to a podcast for a while now. If initially resisting it when my endocrinologist recommended it, I'd love to speak with you, blah, 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 blah. Um, about how my closest friends and my family are helping. I'm trying to keep this concise. I don't want to spill the beans via email, so we got to everything. It's not like there's not like you're not yes. going to hang up like in a few minutes and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't tell him that I was abducted by aliens and they're the ones that helped me with the diabetes." Like nothing like that, right?
1: Nothing like that. Excellent. No Excellent. Good. 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 So
0: we're doing okay then. Excellent. Um, very nice. I want to know about. You said you were hiding. In, in the past, you were trying to stay really private about your diabetes. And mm-hmm. was that from close friends, too?
1: Um, I told when I was first diagnosed, I told my a few of my closest friends. Um, but that was it. And then when I got back to school in sixth grade, it was it was weird because everybody. Nobody had seen me for a week or two or two. And so they were kind of wondering what everybody was wondering what had happened, but I wasn't comfortable at that point saying that I was diagnosed with type one diabetes just because I was, I was afraid of what people would think.
0: Yeah. How about the eating disorder thing? Was that something can, I mean, it's not, That's a long time. You can't hide that from people, right? The idea that you're gone that long.
1: Yeah. So I, because I was in the hospital for seven weeks, it was, it was through, it was August through bleeding into the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. So I entered, oh, and it was freshman year of high school. So I entered high school about a month and a half late. And so obviously kids asked me what the heck was going on. And so at that point, I just, I don't even remember what I said, but I, Did not tell people that I was in the hospital for an eating disorder, that's for sure.
0: You should have told them that your egg donor was a princess and you were off (laughs) in Europe meeting her. That's what I would have said. Yeah, that would have been a good one, I found out that the lady that donated the egg to me. Did people know that about you, by the way?
1: No, just my parents, my uh, boyfriend, uh, my best friend, and then... I've asked my mom and I have talked about it a few times and I don't think she has told, I don't even know if my mom's sister knows. Wow. Yeah.
0: You really shouldn't be on this podcast. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Someone's going to find out, but that's, it's really interesting. It's funny because I'm adopted, right? So I grew Mm -hmm. up and the people in my home were not, you know, you know, technically related to me. And mm-hmm. even today as my father's been passed for a, a quite some time now and my mom's in her mid 70s, I don't think of them as like adopted parents. I yeah. they just feel like my parents to me. Uh, but I have always wondered if I feel different to them than my brothers do to them. And well, I don't interesting I don't that. think that I I don't think, but I mean, I wonder. You know, and yeah. my mom's not the kind of person who I'd think I'd get a straight answer out of. I think she'd be like, "No, of course not. I love all of yeah. you the same um, and while I don't doubt that, and I don't know that I even care to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I just as an adult, like I wonder, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I it's it's a very interesting thing that you know your mom carried you obviously, and she's taking mm-hmm. care of you and everything. Like, how much does that matter or not matter to people? I, I, I bet mm-hmm. you it varies from person to person, too, how much they are impacted by it.
1: And it's it's funny. So my mom and I share no genetic information. But it's funny how many people tell us that we look so much alike. It's funny. It's so amazing.
0: Oh, people would tell me all the time how much I look like my dad.
1: And then <laughs> no way.
0: It's like, look, at you guys look exactly the same. I'm like, yep, exactly the same. You figured it out. We, uh, yeah. A spinning image of each other. Um, now it's just you know you do take on I don't know. There's although I have to say like there's um, personality things about like my fat like my mom and dad that I watch come out of my brothers that mm-hmm. have never come from me. And now, really? I'm, um, do you have more mannerisms like your dad than your mom, or do you not notice?
1: Um, I think. I honestly think I'm more like my mom just because she and I are so close. Yeah.
0: I understand. Yeah. Do you think she tried extra hard?
1: Mm, no.
0: No, my dad's mom did. My grandmother.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: always noticed she was trying to make sure I didn't feel different.
1: Oh, wow. And but So I, then did that, did that make you feel different <laughs> then?
0: I think it made everyone else like, why is... Graham so much nicer to Scott than she is to everybody else and not nicer, but she was just, she was so focused on me not feeling like an outsider, which was beautiful by the way, and and a lovely thing to do. Yeah. Um, I liked it, but I don't, I don't know that my cousins didn't feel a little like, Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like we found him somewhere and she's nicer to him than us. Like, I don't know (laughs) if that ever happened. And by found, I mean, I was at a hospital, but still technically found. Uh, and so I, I just wonder, like, um, I don't care enough to ask anybody, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've watched it happen uh, over the years, and it sounds like you guys have a really great relationship, so that's cool. How, who are you gonna? You did say you didn't feel as close with your dad as you do with your mom is that is that an indication that you're not close with your dad or that you're just super close with your mom?
1: No, my dad and I are still we still have a great relationship um but my I think I think it's just because I'm my mom's
0: only child. Yeah. Is your dad just sort of a classic boy? Is he just sort of like goes to work, does boy stuff. Yeah. He's he's that guy with the, makes the money brings it home, drops it in the middle of the table, cries a little bit and goes to bed. That kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I I hear you. I, uh, uh, it's interesting. All right. So, all right. So is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about?
1: I think we have covered a lot.
0: I do, too. I think it's possible you're going to call me in like three weeks and be like, please don't ever let anyone hear this. <laughs> but
1: no, I knew I wanted to be I wanted to be 100 percent honest and super clear.
0: I think you took care of that. You really did. Um, <laughs> I am going to say goodbye and thank you very much for doing this. I don't usually find myself doing this, but first I'd like to thank Meredith, endocrinologist, wherever she is for suggesting the juice box podcast. And I hope that this was valuable for you. I really didn't know this was going to go this way. Um, I'd like to thank also the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. Get your free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod at myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. The Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. You should learn more and you can at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Don't forget that commercial coming up on the big game. And of course I'll be supporting touchedbytype1.org on February 26th, but you can support them every day at touchedbytype1.org.